Len Murphy tried to pull it past inside. Must still work. Slide to Keys, and they get the opener. How do you get up this early? <laughs> this is not normal. Bro. Every day, mate. Every day. Early riser. What time do you always yeah, have to no, get up good. for footy? Um, oh, today's a bit of a later start, but I usually get up at 6.30 for like the normal sessions. I live a fair bit away, like far away from the club, though, so I'm like yeah. half an hour okay. drive, so get up a bit earlier. Yeah. It's an absolute pleasure because um, your form has been absolutely phenomenal recently. Um, you're playing in a very weird season, so it's great to have you on. Can you attribute your form to anything? No, I just um, just been given the, the opportunity to play, I guess, um, and play a few games in a row has has helped me. And obviously, with the situation um, Adelaide's in, um, is is not ideal for for the club. But um, yeah, for, for me, being given the opportunity to play more than anything, um, just get those get those uh, few games in a row to get used to AFL level. It's hard going up and down um, from the reserves to the, to the seniors. Mm. So to be able to play a few games in a row is probably what I, what I would uh, attribute to feeling more comfortable out in the field too. So, so you, I guess going back to the start of your career, you were, um, I think it was the Brisbane Academy when you were 14, was it? That you, yeah, um, yeah. So what was that like for you? And like, were you expecting, well, not expecting, but did you think that you might play AFL eventually? Um, yeah, it was always um, the goal uh, and the dream of mine. Um, but growing up in Queensland obviously makes that a, a bit of a challenge. Um, obviously, there's not many AFL players that come out of Queensland every year. Um, but yeah, for me, it was sort of just uh, once I joined the Lions Academy at, uh, at 14, it was just sort of about being the best player almost in Queensland in my age group. That was like my yeah. little mini goal. Because I was um, used to obviously follow the draft every year and see that there'd be sometimes there'd be no Queenslanders, sometimes there'd be yeah. one or two. Um, you, yeah. Usually they were two hundred centimetre ruckman, or they were yeah. usually the, the players coming out of Queensland. So there weren't many um, sort of midfielders. So that, yeah, my my goal was always like I'm, I've got to be the best player in the state here, or I'm probably not going to get a Ooh. chance. And yeah, I was just I, I just wanted to get on a rookie list or something. So to end up at the Lions yeah. was pretty special. You picked the you got in the um, under eighteens team when you were sixteen, didn't you, for Queensland? Um, yeah, no, I was seventeen. So yeah, oh, 17, played okay. under I was, I, yeah, played under sixteens, and then yeah, I did two years of under eighteens back to back. That would cool. have given you heaps of confidence. Yeah, that that seventeenth year was the year I think when I look back. So it was um, I just I played under sixteens, um, been the captain and played all right, um, and then. The following year, um, they actually what I thought they had quite a good side. Some guys that were that in that under 18s team, um, Lockie Weller, um, Matt Hamelman, mm. Harris Andrews, um, so quite a few guys Pretty that went on nice. to play AFL. Yeah, Braden Pruce um, as well. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was the the thing. I was my my thoughts were if I can get in this squad and just play a couple of games um, as a bottom age seventeen year old, then I'll give myself a good chance for the next year. Um, yeah. So that was my attitude, and that having that attitude really helped. And I ended up making the team, and um, yeah, ended up actually playing some pretty good footy. And that that underage year just set me up really. So yeah, that was the year. Yeah, well, you had a you had a massive game in the 2017 NEFL Grand Final, one best on, um, only to back it up two years later with 24 and four. How were those moments for you as a player? Yeah, that that was um that, they were pretty special looking back on those premierships. Um, at, at the t- the 2017 one probably more so because we were probably the underdogs. Um, if you go look at the team that Sydney Swans had that night, um, they, they had some pretty good names uh, yeah. on that list and. And what, and what happened with yeah. that as well, because their AFL team was playing um, finals as well. So with the, with the rules of the NEFL, they were allowed to have any player um, that was listed playing their NEFL oh, team. Nice. Whereas with us, we could only have players that had played 10 games. So we couldn't, we couldn't call on guys that had played AFL all year. We had to just have the players nice. that had spent most of the time in the NEFL. Um, so to win that one was, was special. We, we probably should have lost, actually. I think that they kicked so many behinds. I think Jordan Dawson kicked like, Four goals, four or something. Yeah, um, they, 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 they could they could have pinched that one, but that no, that that was really special. And then um, mm. the twenty nineteen yeah. one was just um, we just rolled over everyone. No one even got close to us, so it was pretty <laughs> different um, sort of premiership, but just as enjoyable. It's funny because yeah. I guess whenever you know, when like as a kid, you always go, hmm, I wonder if I could play AFL, and then. It's a reality check when you go. Well, you get twenty four and four, and then you know get delisted by the end of the year. Um, like were you were you expecting that or were you surprised by that? No, I'm, I was pretty I was pretty realistic. Um, just with where the list was at. Um, obviously Brisbane they had such they had a younger list and they had so many high draft picks and and they they were at that stage without bringing in sort of more experienced players and just the way the list was sort of shaping. I, I thought I was pretty realistic. I thought mm. yeah, I probably um and the fact that um. You know, we didn't have any injuries, even though yeah. my form was great in the in the NEFL, Um, we, we hardly had any injuries. So the fringe yeah. players would only come in and play a couple of games here and there, and then um, the, the best twenty two was pretty set, which is yeah. great because um, they ended up finishing second on the ladder and and they had a great year. So that's mm. um all well and good. But yeah, I was pretty realistic and thought I might uh, I might be a chance to get delisted. So I just mentally mm. prepared for that. Um, so when when it actually happened, it wasn't too much of a shock to me. Yep. I was pre-prepared and um, yeah, I was, I was confident that I'd done the work to um, look at getting picked up elsewhere. So yeah, I was, um, yeah, it was disappointing, but I was, I was mentally ready for that. So did you find the form from like going from the NEFL to the AFL was hard to transfer? Um, oh yeah. Massive, massively. Hmm. That, 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 that's the issue with, and as I said before, when you asked me at the start and, and, I, and I said, played multiple games in a row, cause that, that's yeah. just the hardest thing to go from. Say you've played eight games in the NEFL in a row and winning by 80 points and it's, you, your, your role's just to rack up as much yeah. footy as you can and kick goals. And then you go into the AFL and all of a sudden your role's, you're in a half forward flank and you've got to chase and yeah. tackle and, and, and you're only going to get 10, 12 touches so you better make them count sort of thing. Yeah. So it's just a completely yeah. different, different environment. Have you found getting those consistent, consistent games in a row, um, have you found that's made your game better in a way? Just more consistent? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Just just getting used to the tempo and um and ne- and now it doesn't it doesn't feel as fast and you don't go up and um yeah. and everyone doesn't feel, yeah it just it, it just makes you so much um yeah. so much more used to the pace I guess is the main thing. 
Well, I always wonder like why say, cause I'm a St. Kilda supporter and I see, uh, well, I used to see people like Jack Loney playing um, in the midfield in the VFL and I'm going, well, surely you put him in a forward pocket, like where he plays. Cause I just, to me, it doesn't make sense. That you put someone in a completely different position and then expect them to play like a pressure forward role in the AFL. That's interesting because from my experience in Brisbane, we actually were pretty good at um, playing players in their position. But I think what helped with Brisbane is we we didn't have the sort of the injuries that yeah. other clubs might have. So we almost were rolling out a full 22 Nathan yeah. side of listed players. So they could pretty we could pretty much set the team up, um, everyone in their, in their positions that they're going for in the AFL. Um, so I think, yeah, clubs that might have injuries and, and that in their twos might have to for the sake of actually trying to be competitive, might have to play players, yeah, play forward players on the ball or guys that usually play half back, like on the wing or something like that. So, um, yeah, just uh, it just depends on the makeup of your reserve side, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after Brisbane, um, you were picked up by Adelaide in the 2019 rookie draft. How did you find out that you'd been picked firstly and were you expecting it? No, I wasn't expecting it at all, to be honest. Um, yeah. I had a I had a chat to Justin Reed, um, sort of a couple. It was felt like it was a month or two before the the rookie draft, and then did, didn't hear from him again. So I sort of mm. thought that um, I sort of thought that ship was out. And um, I chatted to one other club, but they they called me on the day of the rookie draft and just said, um, "Sorry, mate, we're we're relisting um, some of our current rookies, so we're not going to pick you up. But all the best." And I just, I said thank you and thought. <laughs> Right, oh, that's it. Um, that that ship sailed. It's all good. And then um, out of nowhere, I was just at home, and um, some texts started coming through. And then it wasn't long yeah. before Nixie Nixie called me and said, "Yeah, we just picked you up, mate." So it was awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. Pretty weird, but it was a pretty special day. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, now I've read something interesting that you uh, have compared your game style to Dusty's. Uh, it's a big call. <laughs> Um, when was that? <laughs> I think it was. Um, I think it was one of the early ones, like before you yeah. were picked up. Um, Luke's done his research. <laughs> well, I mean, um, firstly, I'd say, is there anyone else um, you sort of looked up to as you've um, started playing? Um, yeah, I actually um, sort of early days. I was actually looking up to, or not looking up to. I was sort of watching. Um, some of those sort of half forward players, um, those pressure half forward players like Matt DeBoer. Um, he was one that I sort of looked at. Um, yeah, he, when he was at Freo sort of playing half forward and, um, good run. I sort of had the same similar attributes to me. Mm -hmm. And then, um, even when mm. it's funny now, we went to GWS and sort of become a tagger and um, this year as well. Full time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, interesting that I sort of, um, yeah, used to follow him early days and, um, and and follow his sort of career and, and now it's yeah sort of gone that way but yeah that was um i was lucky enough to have simon black in my first year at brisbane as well as a coach um he was my favorite player country. growing up yeah he was like my my um my idol um obviously being a brisbane boy yeah. going for lions so having him as a coach um for one year was that that was awesome so he was definitely one that um was uh was was one i looked up to so yeah. Is Jason Ackermanis as well, was it? Yeah, everyone loved Acker. Everyone in Queensland loved yeah. Acker. He, he was great. But yeah. he, was more, he, he was a, a freak though. He, he did stuff that no one else could. Oh, so yeah. he, he was, a hard, he was yeah. a hard one to model, model your game on. <laughs> well, is your end goal like 
to become, say, a goal-kicking mid, like a, you know, someone who can go up and mark it up forward or more like a small, you know, because you're sort of in between both height-wise and stuff. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm lucky enough that I've played so much um, sort of forward. Like, I'm a midfielder, obviously, coming through the ranks, but I have played so much forward now that I've, um, probably got that ability to play as yeah, probably a smaller forward. I, I don't mm-hmm. think my aerial abilities. Um, I don't. I don't think I suit the the aerial side of things. So I'd probably um, yeah, end goal would be definitely a midfielder that that also plays stints forward and can mm. hit the scoreboard. So in the goal that's always square. been my go. Yeah, rest, <laughs> resting in the goal square instead of on the bench would be nice. <laughs> so as someone who's relatively new to being a full time mid at, at uh, Adelaide and even a tagger. Um, managing to keep Walters to one touch at halftime. Who's been some of the toughest opponents that you played on so far this year? Yeah, the, the one that is a, a massive standout is uh, my old teammate, Lockie Neal. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, spent the, I spent the first half on him um, and I think we are down by 40 points um, at halftime and the coach has just said, Mate, you're doing a great job, but we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll drop that and <laughs> go more of a head-to-head and... I think he ended up. Yeah. I think he had. He might have had eleven touches at halftime, which is still obviously great for him. But That's I think not, he ended the game with bad, thirty-one yeah. and yeah. thirty-one, and I think he kicked zero goals six. So um, yeah. he, he's um, he, he's just phenomenal. Um, I, I reckon he's a lock for the Brownlow. Um, yep. if, if, yeah. If, if he doesn't, if he doesn't win it this year, there's something seriously wrong with the. Mm. Uh, to look at the voting system because he's just phenomenal. Um, he, he's just got this touch of speed. Um, he changes speed really well. Um, he's got that low center of gravi- gravity, obviously, um, and which just makes him uh, that lateral movement so good, so hard to tackle, um, and he's just clean as probably the, yeah. his best attributes is yeah. his skills. Like his hands are clean. Oh yeah, uh, good, good below his knees. He doesn't have far to go down and pick up the ground mm. balls and dish them <laughs> off. So yeah. he's um, yeah, yeah. he's just fantastic, and and he's on top of that, he's just a great human as well. He's a great person, mm. um, great bloke. So I just great guy. yeah, him. yeah get some accolades this year and he just deserves them. So do you reckon he's a similar, like, cause I know there's always been reports about how insane, like those inside mids with their running patterns are. Do you think it's quite similar to how Tom Mitchell goes about it? Yeah, I reckon there's some, some similarities in, in their game. I'm, I've, I haven't really played against Tom Mitchell recently. I, I feel like Tom Mitchell is more, I reckon he does his best work at the stoppages. Um, I reckon Lockie's Lockie's a bit different. I reckon he spreads um, he spreads a bit more, and he, he's really good in that sort of second phase. Um, whereas Tom Mitchell is just a stoppage beast, yeah. and just that one touch around stoppage is just so dangerous. And um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a good comparison. I reckon they're both pretty um, pretty similar players. Now um, you mentioned at a press conference that um, Nick's wanted you to play a bit more offensive because um, I think it was when you were playing Andrew Gaff, you were on the quieter side of things, but you still kept him quiet. Um, has that, do you think that's helped you develop your game a bit? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a week to week thing. It just depends on who we're coming up against. Yeah. Um, there might be some guys that, you know, have to cop the full, um, the full blanket and just focus on stopping yeah. them. But um, we, we thought for the team just around stoppages and, and things like that, that it's, um, it's better to not be picked apart and not be dictated by the other team. So just making those little adjustments to try and um, try and change that. So yeah, I definitely reckon that's helped. Um, that's helped me um, uh, being able to sort of have that license to still hunt the ball, but also try and stop someone at the same time. So it's a balancing act for sure. So have you started learning to give a bit of lip to people when you're playing on it? 
Um, nah, not really. I'm not 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 too um, too fussy. If someone starts giving giving something to me, then I'll give it back. But I'm not I'm not the one yeah. that seeks it out. To be honest, <laughs> don't, I don't have much to say. I reckon that'd be the best part of being a tagger. Just you know, if you keep them quiet, just give them it a bit. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Crowley used to, the, used to do it pretty well. I think. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's probably the gold standard of annoying the shit yeah. out of your, your opponent. You're listening to the Point of Difference podcast. Why not send us a voice message at anchor.fm or just send us a Facebook message at the Point of Difference podcast. Um, I guess being at the at the Crows in these close counters this year, um, who have you become close to at the Crows and who are some of the more weirder operators at the club? Yeah, well, that, both those questions have the same answer, and that's um, Riley O'Brien. He's um, I've become really close <laughs> yeah. with Riley. He, he he was great in um take taking me in early days and um sort of being that guy that um yeah sort of obviously being new to the city and that he um he was pretty pretty good in um getting around me. But he's also definitely a weird operator, <laughs> uh, very 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 <laughs> funny man, and um, like and he lives with. Yeah, he lives with Jake Kelly, so that both those guys have been great for me. Um, they've, yeah. been, they've been really good, and we've become really close. And um, and yeah, they've been great. Did you end up moving in with anyone? Uh, yeah. So at the start, I um I was living with Paul Seedsman um, yeah. and one of our draftees, Harry Schoenberg. Um, and now now me and Harry are just living. Um, so so Cedo had like a split block. Um, so yeah. he, he lives out the back now, and me and Harry live we're, we're, we're neighbours. So me and Harry okay. live together. So uh, he's good. He's good, Harry. He's, um, he's a good young player. And um, I think he was pretty highly rated as a South Australian uh, under-18. Mm. So he's, um, he's definitely in line for, for a debut soon. So um, I guess because you're obviously a younger bloke. Um, and from what I've heard, the hubs are actually a lot of fun for you guys. What was that like for you? Yeah, we, I love the hub. Yeah, we, we all thought the hub was fantastic um we were in a beautiful resort yeah. up on the gold coast um obviously familiar surround surroundings for me being from queensland so all the boys loved yeah. it um it was, it was good great team bonding as well um obviously we had that period where we all went back to our home states for a while we didn't see each other um for a bit then we came back only had a two three week pre-season um so being able to go to the hub was like almost making up for that time that we spent um away from each other and we were able to, to bond and and have a good time together. So yeah, I thought the hubs were fantastic. Um, now I guess moving on to, um, I was watching this um, presser when we were doing a bit of research and I noticed there were a lot of questions about like your contract position and stuff. Does that sort of stuff piss you off when you're just, you know, trying to get through the year and you're actually playing some of the best footy you played? Uh, yeah, a little, a little bit. I, I, I know that they, those guys, they were trying to, um, they were trying to get something out of me. Yeah. The co- the contract freeze had just lifted, yeah. Um, and I think they were trying to get they were trying yeah. to get me to say that I deserve one or something yeah. like that. But yeah, nah, it, it does. But I don't. I'm at that stage now, I'm fifth year now, so I don't really um don't really care about that anymore. Yeah. I just yeah go out and play footy as you said, and that's all I can I uh, can control. Just do that, um, and hopefully yeah, hopefully all that all that comes on the back of just going out there and playing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with with the um, obviously it's going to take a while for everyone's sort of contracts to get done there'd be a lot of blokes in line after the freeze so i'm sure the the list managers have got got a lot on their plate so yeah not not too fussed about that yeah so after 
after round one, there was obviously that, that big break in football. Um, what did you do during that time? And did it feel that you kind of like grew as a player during that break? Yeah, I just went back to Queensland, um, back to Brisbane, um, stayed in the, in the family home with, um, with my brothers. And yeah, I just um, really just trained and, and enjoyed the good weather and yeah. spent time with, with my family. Um, it, was, it was great. I, I loved it. Um, Brisbane's just, Brisbane's a, a fantastic city and just a, a great place to, um, I'm so thankful that I grew up there um, and, and going back to visit there, it's, it's just as good. Um, yeah, um, train with my brothers and um, train with a couple of lines, lines guys here and there when I could and um, with them as, as train with Reese Matheson as my training partner a couple of times and yeah. a, few of the line, uh, a, few, a few of those boys. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It was great, great period. Um, great so you still to, still so you still keep in touch with some of the uh, Lions players? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And especially with that yeah. um, with that with that break, we were able to, to hang out a bit. Um, yeah. So Reese Matheson's probably the main one. He was my, my good mate at Brisbane. We we came in together, got drafted together. Um, so he's the main one. And yeah. then um, Charlie Cameron as well, um, and a few others are yeah. uh, are up there. We we still keep in touch regularly. What's Charlie like? Because he he looks very like. I don't know he looks like someone who's very quiet, um, off the field. Yeah. Bit of yeah, a character too, from the looks of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we, yeah. Once you get to know him, he's he's pretty good. He, he's he's pretty shy um, uh, when you first meet him, but um, once you get yeah. to know him, he's 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 funny as he's fantastic. Um, yeah, we just got yeah. we, he loves his loves his um, sort of NBA, NFL, all that stuff. So you can see where the uh, the swagger comes from, and um, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Um, now you guys, um, going back to Adelaide, you've had a lot of issues with injuries. Like, um, Sloan's gone down with the hand, Dude had the hamstring. Um, you know, and I think you had Brody Smith captaining on the weekend. Was that, was that tough for you guys? And like, how have you dealt with that adversity? Yeah, it's not, um, it's not easy losing, um, losing players to injury, let alone guys that are your leaders, yeah. um, such as, yeah, such as Sloaney and, um, and, and, and dudes and, and even losing text on the weekend, the day of the game with, um, mm. with illness. Um, yeah, that, that hurts, but, um, I, I was so happy for, for Smithers to step up and captain the side. Um, he's, he's, he's been great to me as well since I, since I've got here, he's a, he's a fantastic man. So seeing him captain the side was great, but yeah. And saying that'd be great to get, um, get guys like Sloaney back out there and um, yeah and even hopefully um, dudes dudes as well he, he was great as a stand-in skipper he's just had a great year Tom Duda he's been um, one of our best probably our best player to be honest um, he's been great so yeah it does hurt but it'll be good to uh, good to have those guys back yeah I guess to to finish off the pod um, how have you found the 2020 season and do you think how do you think Adelaide's going to go into the into the rest of the season yeah, well, it's just it's been a bizarre season to start, um, and then, yeah, we know our performances aren't sort of at the level. Um, even though we've had some, we've had some close some close games, some close losses, but um, some games yeah. we we just haven't haven't been around the mark. Um, but we know, yeah, we know where we're at. We know it's a process, um, and we're just going to stick to it really. And um, we're, we're we're still going to go into games um, with that winning mentality and thinking we can win. Um, mm. That's the that's the only way to do it. I think. Um, yeah. I think we've we've definitely showed that um, in a couple of games this year, but um, there's still still another I don't know eight eight or so games to 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 right the yeah. ship and 
uh, hopefully get a yeah. few wins on the board. So um, yeah, we're not um, we're not we're not hiding from the fact that we're uh, haven't been up to level. But in saying that, there's still some opportunity. Well, to me, it seems yeah. like there's a great opportunity this year just for you know players like yourself to sort of step up even when you haven't had the experience and play those more important roles than you might otherwise play. And you got, you know, players like Dude captaining the side and stuff. Yeah, correct. Um, and we've had, we've had so many young players um, come in this year um, for their first yeah, year. Like, Hamill, and stuff. Um, Ham, Hamill, McPherson, um, both in their first years, only played a handful of games. Tyson Stengel's only played, um, I don't even know if he's played double-digit games yet. Yeah. Um, Shano, Shane McAdam. There's just been so many young blokes come in. And, um, and yeah, as you said, Duday captaining the side at age 23s. Um, phenomenal as well. So there's been a lot of opportunity. I think some guys have just taken that opportunity and they look like real likely yeah. types. But mm. yeah, as you know, with, with young football sides, it's going to go up and down, four yeah, exactly. up and down. And, and, and usually when you've, you're made up of young guys, that's how the team goes. It's up and down. So um, yeah, our, our fans are great though. Our fans, um, they know that they're, um, they've got to be patient, but they're sticking by us. So yeah, it's been an interesting year, but as you said, it's a year for opportunity. Awesome. Who do you want us to interview next? Comment or message us on Facebook for your requests. Have a great day.